Okay, welcome to the People with Backpacks podcast. This is a project of the Globetrot Surat travel blog, and that's me, Joel Globetrot Surat. On each episode, we're going to travel to places all around the world, and we're going to hear from storytellers who have stories that are filled with inspiration and important meaning. So grab your backpack, stay tuned, you're listening to the People with Backpacks podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the People with Backpacks podcast. Welcome friends and listeners. This is going to be episode nine. Now, nine episodes doesn't seem like a lot, and I haven't released one in a while. But let me tell you something. I'm really proud of this project, and I'm really, really proud of the progress that we've made in the way of inspiring future travel through these stories and through these conversations. So I just want to give a big thanks to all of you who have been listening and a big thanks to all the eight previous guests on this podcast. Today's episode, I'll be having a conversation with my friend Fern Olivia Langham. Fern and I met in Los Angeles, so not really while traveling, but, you know, kind of, sort of. And we caught up with each other while I was in Costa Rica. Now... You're probably thinking to yourself, another episode about somebody I met in Costa Rica. But for this situation, it just happens to be that Fern lives in Costa Rica. So we reconnected, had a great experience um, hanging out there. And it just made me re-realize how special she is. So before inviting Fern onto the show, I was doing a lot of thinking about wellness. And obviously with the COVID-19 pandemic, wellness is on the minds of almost everybody around the world. And myself included, when I returned from my most recent travel back to Los Angeles, I started to feel sick. And it wasn't COVID. I got tested, but it was like a massive allergy reaction to, I think, the smog and just the, the area after being away for so long. So it got me thinking about how I can better take care of myself in the environment that I'm in while still trying to figure out what environment I belong in. And um, Fern happens to be somebody who has experienced this herself through her um, life and has developed really progressive and new wellness programs that have saved multiple, multiple, multiple people's uh, um, well-being along the way. And I think um, she's the perfect person to have this conversation with. So... Uh, that's, I think, good enough intro. Let's get right into the conversation with Fern. We did it over Zoom, and she was in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. And speaking of wellness, I had a pretty bad sinus infection at the time, so I apologize for my raspy, weird voice. But it all circles back in context. So let's do this. Let's get on the road back to the Costa Rica, beautiful green jungle, catch up with my friend Fern. Let's go. very honored to have a healer and a medicine woman here on uh, the podcast today, my good friend, Fern Olivia Langham. Langham, right? Yeah, that's how to say it. You did it. Okay. I, was, I was practicing. So yeah, I'm mean, very honored to have you here, Fern. And, and you are in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. And who, anybody who's been following along, um, 
knows that uh, I had a really good time there. And we've already had two other people from there on this podcast. Like, I interviewed Nico and, and I interviewed Andrea. I don't know if you remember Andrea from the hike with Pato and everybody, but. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Fern, hi, welcome. How are you? <laughs> I am. I'm so happy to be here in Costa Rica right now as everything is happening in the world. And I'm also so happy with you know, you've been to this house, so you've stayed here where I where I currently am sitting right now, and um, I'm I'm feeling just eternally grateful that with all that's going on in the world, that here I am here getting to uh, be be with amazing humans and also to be serving alongside um, Sean that I work with here, the medicines and and to be able to just help people in this in this challenging time in the world to be more connected with the heart space so i'm grateful <laughs> yeah. grateful for you and like i said to start i'm um having a strange allergic reaction to my environment and i think uh it's something that can be healed or changed or fixed pretty easily without medicine or you know substances that i don't need so that's something that i want to get we'll talk about in this conversation i'm sure yes, i'm so excited to hear what what questions you ask me and yeah what, so, <laughs> so normally I just like to kind of do like a, an origins to start. Um, so we know now that you're in Costa Rica, but me knowing you personally, you've had a very interesting story to get there. And I want to hear like an actual story about something that you told me when I was there is how this is your forever home. But we'll get we'll get to that. But origin wise, um, background biomedicine, right? Biomedicine engineer in New York, and now you're in Costa Rica. So let's a little origin of like who who you are and what you, you know the background. Yeah, for sure. So I did study biomedical engineering as my my college undergraduate degree. It is in my my degree is in biomedical engineering, and I came on this path. Um, to Costa Rica from New York to LA and then to Costa Rica after working on Wall Street for seven years. And I quit that corporate job when I was living in New York City and I was very sick. So like you said about, you know, your environment, you might be having an allergic reaction to your environment. I totally relate to that. And it is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Our environments can either heal us. Like, as you can see, I'm surrounded by green at my house here where I'm sitting. I'm surrounded by green. And I can breathe. I haven't had allergies since when I lived in New York, my apartment had mold in it. Um, so I, I left that environment, both New York City and my corporate job on Wall Street at the same time in 2014, during that time, which I began be becoming very interested in yoga and practices around holistic healing. And during that time, I was healing my own body from Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, which is a thyroid condition affecting the entire body makes you feel super foggy, lethargic, tired, irritable, puffy, bloated, etc. Many, many, many women have it. And I've seen many, many women for that, which I'm sure we'll get to in this conversation as well. Though my, my origins, um, I'm from upstate New York. Then I went to Syracuse University, studied biomedical engineering, went into finance, which I know doesn't make much sense. And I really don't have an answer for that. Um, but the, I think I just needed to understand that world. So now I can help people from that world in recovery, from the anxiety and from the, 
you know, the misalignment with our sole purpose that comes with working in those kind of jobs that are jobs. They're not really passion projects. They're more like pay the bills and die kind of job. And that's not, we know that that's not sustainable for our health. And um, my joy now is waking people up and helping people find what their true joy is in the heart space and to use whether that's something like cacao or um, sacred plants or breath work or sound medicine to that for that to be the medicine of um, of our future of this new earth and it's been working for me so I everything that I do is is something that I've you know it's it's to my heart and soul and I can't not share it because it works so beautifully yeah and uh, I agree with all that you said, and I think um, you've, you've done a fantastic job of taking that passion and making it something that, that you can share with others. And I think the people who work with you are very grateful as well. Um, so I want to talk about that drive and that passion, the entrepreneurial spirit, the thyroid yoga, um, and, and how it kind of started. Um, I think it'd be interesting to share just with the listeners about the passion to be an entrepreneur and what that means to you. Yeah, so when I started teaching yoga back in 2011, it's so long ago now, over 10 years, I was struggling with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, as I mentioned. So yoga was becoming a way for me to tune into my body rather than just to rely on the doctors to tell me what was wrong with me and give me more pills and say that you just need to take these pills, but they never really went deeper. And I I found yoga by synchronicity on a lunch break from work and um, I would wear my yoga bra and pants under my corporate suit and take off the pearls and put it in my bag on the way it was as I'm walking to class I'm like taking off the pearls and taking off I posted today on Instagram a, my corporate headshot from years ago actually and it was so funny to see that you know the difference of who I was like I just couldn't even see my soul in that picture because I didn't know it yoga was a way for me to connect with my soul in a way that I didn't even know was going to happen it was totally by this like synchronistic moment that I found myself into this yoga studio where I did my teacher training very shortly after that and from there all these other modalities like Reiki um, Akashic Records reading psychic healing sound therapy, all of these studies became part of my journey because they were ways that were allowing me to go deeper. And then from there, I created a teacher training program, which incorporates many of these modalities into now it's an online program, though I've done many in-person trainings around the world and mm -hmm. Mallorca and Australia and Portugal and all over Costa Rica, of course. And um, now, now I love bringing people here because as you've seen in my home, I have this beautiful space and land to share in and help people to perhaps find a new career path or also to um, take these teachings into healing their own bodies just as I did. So. Amazing. And tell me a little bit about the healing, sound healing, I think is very interesting to me. And when I was at your house in Costa Rica, the fact that you have all these instruments kind of just laid around in the property for people to pick up. I think one thing, <laughs> one thing somebody told me when I was there, I was like, oh, I don't know how to play an instrument. And they're like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you just don't know it yet. So um, I love that idea. And I think what you guys were creating there, I have seen on your social media, a lot of sound therapy happening now. Um, I just wanted a little bit more about what that means to you, sound therapy and music and being a musician. 
Yeah. So I also feel the same way is that you just, you pick up an instrument and you might not know the, all the ins and outs about it, but the best way to start learning is to just play intuitively. And I, I do take lessons on some of the instruments that I play now, which is amazing. And it's so hard. It takes me back to school again. Um, and so sound therapy for me is a way to, to connect with the sound currents that they take away the chaos of the mind. So sound therapy for me is a way to use healing sounds rather than distorted sounds. So a distorted sound could be like a chainsaw, an ambulance siren, um, trees getting cut down. You know, there's sounds that our nervous system doesn't like, a dental drill, right? There's certain sounds that were just like a baby sometimes screaming for an extended period of time. Um, sometimes dogs barking at night. Like there's different sounds where you're just kind of like taken out of your peace. And then there's sounds that put you back into peace, like the crystal singing bowls or the African harp or the wind chimes or the Native American flute or the harmonium. So these instruments are examples of instruments I've collected to help bring my own self back into harmony because after years of living in really chaotic places, it is so necessary for me to find that baseline again and again. And that's what I love bringing people back into. So I'm sound healing almost every day mm. or chanting as well. And chanting is another way that I love to bring people around back into the heart space. Because when we chant these sacred mantras, even if we don't know what the words mean exactly or the full pronunciation, we are taken out of whatever fear, worries, doubts are currently there and brings us into such a space of love with spirit, source, divine. And there's actually medical research around both of these, around the mantras and chanting, and then also on sound therapy. So for those people who are very, you know, scientifically driven, there are many, many, many studies, though I would say, try it first, just like you did, Joel. And, you know, that's the biggest test. How do you feel after? Yeah, that was what that was. That was my next question. Is that to anybody who's listening? Is um, even if it's like sounds like something that you don't think will resonate with you, try it. Like, just show up and see how you actually feel. And I think there will be a, a, something about it that will resonate or give you like that spark or that fuzzy feeling. And even if it's for me, it was just even like the contact with other people, the hugging and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was still. Um, you know, I was coming from. United States during a time when we were in lockdown and to hug somebody and listen to them chant and do mantras was amazing. And um, actually that, I, I was gonna ask you at the intro, how is the tribe, how is um, everybody there um, doing? Uh, I know is Jonah still there, I think. Yes, everyone that you met pretty much is still here. And nice. yeah, it's, it's been so amazing because we have a really, really incredible community here. And that's one of the reasons I relocated from Nosara to Santa Teresa is that I found my tribe or my tribe found me. Mm-hmm. And there's such incredible, incredible healers here. And um, the people that I, I get to have fun every day working with the people that I love, my whole heart and soul is in love with this community. So I feel so lucky that, you know, every day I'm, I'm working with people who are giving sound healing or um, co-creating aesthetic dances and fire ceremonies and all sorts of things that, you know, 
it's my normal and I don't mm. know any other way now. I love it. And actually a good segue into, I want to do like a <clears throat> really quick, like rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a question and there's going to be a word in the question that I just want a reflection on. And the first one is, so I read, met a lot of interesting people, obviously in Costa Rica and that's through you. A lot of the people I met was through you. They were your friends in, in your tribe. And I actually ran into Pato in Mexico. Yes. And he kept calling you the connector. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Love and it. I was like, yeah, that is a great way to relate to Fern and her connection to community. So my first question on this trying to do this rapid fire thing I came up with today was when I when somebody says community, how does that make you feel? I feel love. I feel safe. I feel um, connected and is it only one word or do I get to talk a couple minutes? Oh, you could talk about like the, the, the yeah, the, the word of community can, can you can talk about it, yeah. Yes, when I hear community and I feel community in my heart, I feel this sense of I'm not having to do it alone because, you know, I grew up as an only child and I did so much alone my whole life. And for so long, I thought I had to do it alone. Like I have to make the retreat or I have to do this online program or whatever it is. And I realize it's so stressful carrying all the weight mm. and it's so much nicer to have fun with your friends and make something amazing. And the thing is we do have to learn when we are doing community work that we do need to learn these things called presence work, which you experienced a little bit of while you were here and authentic relating. And so being in community isn't all roses and unicorns. There's also, you know, the deep work that we need to do to go through our wounding so we can relate to people in a harmonious way. So I do want to talk about that with community of how important it is to, you know, when you're working with your friends, especially because those are the people who can really still, they really will see you. And hopefully your true friends can, can show you where your shadows are so you can actually be more aligned. And then your work in the world can thrive more when you're in a place of alignment and your friends are in a place of alignment, your community will then be in a place of alignment and more people will want to be a part of that too. Amazing. I, I think um, it's important. It's something that I find extremely important as well. And it's something I talk about on my blog, on my podcast, and any person I ever met since I started traveling, it's the first thing we talk about is the sense of community and, and togetherness. And it's also like the real purpose of this whole podcast. I, I created this just to be able to share the information that I've been receiving from community into a larger community. Just said community a bunch of times. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in that same sense, then um, how would somebody, well, I guess more, how, how do you then deal with the fear, the fear of how you stepped out of your comfort zone and, uh, you are where you are and the fear of, of um, you know, failure, I guess, of, of this community building not working out or something like that. I guess I never really had that fear of moving locations and starting over. So I try to remember, I get asked that question a lot. Mm. And I never, when I moved from LA, New York to LA or LA to Costa Rica, it was my soul that was just like, you have to go, you have to do this now, even when I quit my job. It was people around me who had the fear and they were projecting that fear onto me, for example. Yes. So it's like people being like, how are you going to make money doing that? How do you, what job, what do you, where do you work in Costa Rica? Like those types of energies. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of it's other people's projections, fears, worries, doubts, whether it's family, friends, relationships. So 
I was able to just go within. So that's my advice to somebody to, to take those moments where you feel like the fear is not even yours. Ask yourself first, is this fear even mine? Mm. Um, and then I don't have the fear of failure. I live on the edge and I'm very comfortable doing that. That's not for everyone. As an entrepreneur, um, I chose that my soul chose this path, especially with the medicine work and everything that I do, that I wait for the opportunities to come to me. I used to be online with a lot of online marketing and doing the sales funnels and things like that. And that no longer appeals to me. I try to sometimes talk myself into going on and doing these sales funnel things. And it just, now that I'm working with the medicines and I have this extreme trust and faith in the work that I meant to do here, I do have to live on the edge. And it really is scary sometimes on, you know, sometimes having a consistent income like I used to or consistent client base that that was comfortable though. Living on the edge is what is just, coming to me right now and yeah there's some days where it's a little bit scary though I just keep trusting that the right people who are meant to sit in ceremony um I'm supported by what I need by the universe I have a beautiful temple space here and community keeps showing up so I don't have any fear around that it's I know that if I'm in my highest alignment and living in my truth that everything I need will be provided and that's what I invite uh, the listeners and would be to just really get yourself in that vibration of um, having a magnetic aura around you because that is what will bring everything to you, the abundance, the community. It's when you're out of balance and you're trying so hard and you're gripping onto only something that's maybe kind of what you desire. Mm -hmm. But giving your all and really surrendering, I think for me at least, and everyone's different, for me that's what uh, keeps me in, in, in joy, in alignment. Yeah, I, I, I um, <clears throat> living on the edge is, is, a, is a way to say it that I haven't thought of yet. It's been more like spontaneous or um, going with the flow. Um, and yeah, it's it's a magical way to go about life. And I and I was gonna we were, we were gonna spend some time on that, but I I think you just summed it up pretty perfectly. Um, so last part of this really reflection of like how you feel section of the interview is. The ocean and the jungle is a big part of where you live, mm -hmm. but it's not just the scenery, it's the emotion and it's the feeling. So I wanted to just quickly hear from you, uh, the ocean and the jungle to you now, what that represents. The ocean represents to me flow. The ocean represents to me power that's so strong that um, we have to surrender into that higher power and also the grace that water provides us. It's also a very precious resource. So um, to me, protecting the oceans is so important, especially living right here and being you know, with nature all the time. We really start to get this understanding of how fragile our ecosystem is and how we really need to protect it. Same with the jungle. I, when I see trees getting chopped down in the forest next to mine, my heart breaks. And because you know this forest, we've walked there, we've done meditations in the forest. So living right next to the jungle, I know how precious the ecosystem is for the animals and how the trees speak through the wind and um, how important it is to just really take care of our, our plant allies. So living in Costa Rica has 
given me a different perspective. When I was in LA and I would go hiking in Malibu, I would just look at the nature and say, oh, that's pretty. But I didn't really have this deeper wisdom until I did start getting more connected with the plants. I did hike and start singing to the plants at, at one point in LA, um, close to my time when I traveled to Costa Rica. So the first time. So having these shamanic practices have really been ignited by living in the jungle here because you realize when you live in a place like this that the jungle really has the power. And when we think we're in control of our day, our life, we're not, you know, that we can have a torrential downpour and all plans are canceled and the road is too muddy to drive. And then we honor the rain and thank the rain for blessing the, the fields that are giving our country food. So there's so many different elements to it that of ocean and jungle that I've gotten so grateful for. And for me, I love the contrast of the blue and the green. I love the contrast of, you know, being high up on a mountain and then just looking to my left and seeing the, like the infinite abyss of, of the water. Yeah. yeah. And I think obviously in Costa Rica, surfing is a big part of culture there. And I think that has a lot to do with, um, <laughs> The, um, the the spirit of the people who live there, and I found something interesting. I was doing some research for this, even though um, I know you pretty well, and I didn't really need to um, find things to ask you. You're interesting enough, right? Um, but you did write this social media post about surfing that I found really fascinating, and it was like a story about going from Nosara to Santa Teresa, but and how you brought your surfboard with you. But you said something that that stuck with me. I wanted to ask you about. You said that surfing represents a measurement of uh, abundance of life through playfulness, trust, curiosity, and presence. Just curious, um, what does that mean to you? With with the ocean and presence, I mean, when we're surfing out there, like the ocean forces us to be present. Every single wave, you know knowing the timing, knowing the trust that this wave is going to carry you and not kill you. And, you know, the, the trust in, in life, in those moments of uncertainty, I really need to go surfing right now because I'm missing it. And I, my quad is in the shop, so I haven't been uh. able to get down on my free will as much. <laughs> as so, uh, yeah. So I, I really love the, the fact of when I'm surfing, I feel I feel so free and whether or not I'm catching lots of waves, I'm just sitting out there and just so thankful about life. Like surfing just really, you know, there was something that somebody told me once surfing rich or surfing poor, it doesn't matter. You're, you're all the same out in the ocean. So I really love to remember that line because, you know, so often in our lives we need a certain amount of abundance to do something. Um, or, you know, there's some days where you feel like you can't do something because you're not enough of something or some, whatever it is. But with surfing, you just take a board and you go out there and you don't have to be the best surfer. It's all about having the most fun. And everyone out there is just stoked to be alive. And, and um, it really, it's really like this vortex where the other things happening in the world kind of just don't exist. All that exists is you, you in the ocean, you and your surfboard. Beautiful. Um, well, thank you for 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 that. Um, it's a beautiful thing. A lot of the things that Fern puts on her social media is is really oh. great st stories and beautiful um, things that I think 
um, we'll share the social media link for sure and everybody should check out, um, which is, um, which is in the next question as we get close to wrapping up is advice. So you're obviously somebody who's working in practices that heal and help people and, and, and you're connecting with all kinds of people from around the world. You're also well-traveled. You've been to Portugal and all over Costa Rica, obviously New York, LA. Um, and this podcast orig originated from, from travel. It's the, the spirit of travel and what it brings us. So as somebody who is well-traveled, but also now has built a community and, and in a healing space, real quickly, what kind of advice would you give somebody who is thinking about starting out on a path similar to yours? Ah, oh, yes. Okay. What I, would, what I would tell my younger self, yeah. um, be authentic, you know, like it's not about who you were before, you know, your accolades, your achievements, people want to know who you are now. So you have a moment when you relocate to just start fresh, you know, to just be the person that you, that you really want to be. Um, and with relocating too, I know that there's a big element of trust. The, also, the strategic element of it is go and visit these places first. And so many people come to me, I can't tell you enough, they want me to do it all for them. And I, I work in real estate as well. I can help with, you know, buying land and, you know, all of these things. However, you have to trust the synchronicity and find your own way and let the magic find you. I'm not the kind of person that's going to hold your hand and take you around and show you around a new place, you know, like the glory and, you know, Joel, the magic is to like walk through the woods and then meet someone who shows you this magical thing. And then you're walking down to the river and you see somebody else like that. That's the magic of going to a new place and not to have it all planned out for you. Right. So as much as, because that's what I had to do too. I had to figure it out by myself and that's when the magic happened. That's when the synchronicity happened. So that's my advice to someone is do it yourself, you know, like do some research online, but then just like go and meet the indigenous people of the land and get to know why you're there. What is, what is, what needs, what, what does the earth need there? What does the community need there? My other advice is the invitation is for you to go to that place without this like elaborate business plan or, you know, like really go there and see what the community could use. What is the medicine that you have inside that could be offered there? Um, and that'll help take you out of a place of ego. And a lot of people will start to resonate with wanting to be around you because you're simply there and listening. You're there listening. You're not going into town as this new person trying to be this huge entrepreneur, social media person. Like I see that so often and people in the community, at least that I live in, start to repel that energy because we're not about that. We're really about harmony, community, connection, and how can we all support each other and support this earth? So a lot of it's deep listening, presence, seeing what is, what's really needed there rather than what do you think that you, you know, how can you shine? It's not about how can you shine? It's how can you, how can you serve? How can you support? So letting the universe guide you, um, strategic in that you go to these places, you visit, you sit with people, you sit with the indigenous people of these lands. If you're going to a place like Central America, South America, uh, there's a lot of opportunity there to learn from 
the land and the, the cultures of that land. They're the ones who really hold the wisdom. And if, if you are willing to be receptive, they're very grateful to share. Exactly. Exactly. I think the mindset should be about con contributing and not, um, you know, like having uh, your own selfish experiences at, at the top, you know, like I think people, people look at others on social media and say, Oh, I just want to go and like, make a bunch of money and buy a house in a, in a sweet place in Costa Rica. But it's more, to, it's more to that. If you're really trying to have a unique experience and like you said, build community and connect. So, um, so yeah, thank you for saying that. And thank you for, for coming on here. And, and, and I know we jumped around a lot of topics, but that's kind of the idea is it's is just kind of like a, a quick hit advice, kind of energetic look into the lives of, people who have I've met who I find to be very inspirational and I hope that they the listeners find inspiration in you as well so thank you thank you thank you um, where can people get some more information about your teachings and 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 what you're working on so that maybe they can get involved I know you do online classes and tend to have clients in in that who are in Costa Rica that can maybe come by so how, what's the best way for them to get that information so they can visit my Instagram and send me a message there. It's Fern Olivia on Instagram. The website is fernolivia.com. And any questions around anything I mentioned, whether it was, you know, doing a personal retreat here, that's one of my favorite things. I do personal shamanic sound healing and medicine retreats. And also um, I love, love, love offering sessions online if it feels aligned for us both, Akashic Records, womb healing, chanting, shamanic vocals, kundalini yoga. So those are some of the things that I love doing. And uh, if, you, if any of that resonates with you, you'll know where to find me. And also relocating as well with real estate and yes. finding a place that if you're ready to actually buy, not just look, but you're just like, you're really, you know that this is meant, Costa Rica, Santa Teresa is where I live, is meant to be your home and all of this interests you, then let me know. The thing with the real estate, though, is it's not a place The things go so fast here. So it's not just like a small interest that if you're going to contact me for that sort of thing, it's got to be like you're ready because the land here is going so quickly. Um, and I do love to talk about conscious communities as well. So if that's something you're interested in, I have traveled a lot around Costa Rica. Um, I'm always happy to recommend places and also, um, you know, just to talk about the power of shamanic sound, plant medicine, all of those things really intrigue me and fascinate me. So I'd love to co-create as well. So if something inspires you and you want to co-create an event in Costa Rica, if it feels like a good fit for us, then perhaps we'll we'll do something magical together too. Wow. So much, so much. Thank you. And so that's much. awesome. So Amazing. So I hope to see you soon. I, I'm, I'm off to a uh, six-month farm apprenticeship. And hopefully when this is done, I will be able to contribute what I've wow. been planning on doing there uh, all along with a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more um, substance that I can, I, can, I can do more. So I do look forward very much to seeing you in six months then and, uh, <laughs> and uh, say hello to everybody for me. And again, thank you so much for doing this. I know you have a busy schedule and I hope you get your quad back and, get, and hit those waves real soon. I know. I hope to get it back tonight. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joel. So good to All see right. you. Good to see you. Bye.
Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you really enjoyed episode nine of our podcast. And um, to follow Fern on Instagram, it is F-E-R-N-O-L-I-V-I-A, Fern Olivia on Instagram. Um, I will leave that um, tag or handle in the description of the podcast as well. And this music is performed by Fern and her friends in a group they call Templo Gaia there in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. So thank you, Fern and her Templo Gaia for this wonderful music that we used for our intro and here right now on the outro. And I'm going to leave you with that and a little bit more of the song. And um, we'll see you in episode 10. All right, take care.